So Tuesday we had the special election in the 4th Congressional District. You know, Don McEachin, the uh, longtime Democrat legislator who matriculated up to be in the House of Representatives in Washington, passed away soon after he was elected in November. And we were in a position where we had the Republicans put up Bishop Leon Benjamin for a third time to seek the congressional seat. And uh, State Senator from Richmond, Jennifer McClellan, Uh, as the Democrat nominee, and as you might expect in a city like Richmond and the way this district is drawn, Senator McClellan will now be Congresswoman McClellan soon up in Washington. So Dr. Bob Holsworth with Decide Smart is with us this morning to kind of uh, give us his assessment of what the numbers tell us about this race, and is there anything that we can extrapolate out from that about the situation for Republicans and Democrats in the city? Good morning, Dr. Holsworth. How are you? Hey, good morning, John. How are you doing? I'm great. I, I always, You've been through so many elections like this, and I know you like to crunch the numbers. What, what did you see? What are the takeaways or the nuggets of wisdom from this? Well, well first, John, th- this election was almost preordained. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Republicans put up Leon Benjamin who had already been really smashed twice in this district. Uh, the Republicans put no effort into the race. There was no money behind him. Why in is fact, that? What you, well, because they thought they couldn't win, and um, by and large, they put forward a candidate who wasn't getting any better. It actually got a little worse. Uh, the mm-hmm. turnout went from 245,000 votes in November um, to about 110,000 votes, maybe a little less than that um, right now. So there was a lot of complacency because everyone thought that the election wouldn't be competitive, and it wasn't. Um, so no, no big surprise. Um, and in, in some ways, uh, you know, the Republicans, I, I presume, credit uh, Leon Benjamin for making the effort to run again. Uh, but by and large, this situation isn't getting better for them in this district, and um, it won't until there might be another redistricting 10 years from now. And, mm. and if the, the district changed a little bit, um, maybe that would change. But but right now, it looks like Jennifer McClellan um, not only has graduated to Congress, but she has a, a seat that's going to be pretty safe for the next decade. Yeah. Well, you know, Bishop Benjamin comes on the show uh, pretty frequently, and to my disappointment that Senator McClellan chose not to come on this program or on WRVA in the election, I resent that a little bit. I'm a little surprised, too, but, I get, you know, she's in the clear, so why why take the risk? You're going to get an ugly question from a conservative host. But if we were to objectively dissect uh, Bishop Benjamin as a candidate— what do you think there? And I'm not trying to beat up on him because I do think it takes some guts to go run, especially if everybody's telling you you don't have much of a chance. Is it is it the minister thing? Do you think that that's part of it? Is that uh, a Republican minister just is a non-starter well, with people? Or? Well, I, I think I think a couple of things, John. Okay. First, it, it's the district, as I said. Yeah. is a heavily Democratic district. There's very few Republicans who are going to get over 40%. So, so you're going to have to find some way to get votes that normally vote Democratic. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do that against Jennifer McClellan, who is very well liked by Democrats um, in the first place. Secondly, you would have to have some issues that actually cross the line, and you would have to have enough sort of notoriety and celebrity mm-hmm. 
that people pay attention to you. Secondly, you know, in 2020, the guy got beat by almost, you know, 30 percent and said the election was was stolen. Uh, You know, that didn't do him any good at all. It it doesn't it doesn't allow you to be taken seriously by people. Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, credit to anybody who gets into gets into the arena and runs. um, But at the same time, um, you know, the Republican Party doesn't think that he can win. The Republican Party basically is putting up uh, in the in these races you know, sacrificial lambs, they're not putting any money, they're not putting any effort into it. Hmm. And so in this situation, uh, the result wound up being worse than the result was in November. Um, I've been asking this question since Tuesday, maybe before Tuesday. What are the Democrats doing on the ground to take their core voter base and make sure that those votes wind up in the ballot box. Is there is there something you're aware of that they are really executing well and differently than they would have a few years ago, especially with the extended voting that Republicans should be paying attention to? Well, well, sure. I mean, and that that's happened everywhere. The Democrats um, have certainly used early voting far better than the Republicans have. Mm-hmm. Um, and And this, I think, you have to lay at the hands of Donald Trump in some ways. Um, he was not only against mail voting, he was against early voting. Mitch McConnell and other Republicans were saying, hey, what are you doing? Um, you know, it's much better if you have an election that's going to last for weeks and you can, your voters can get out. You can remind them that they can get out at any time during that period than waiting until Election Day. And then you don't know what's going to happen on Election Day. Is the weather going to be bad? Is somebody, you know, is somebody having problems with their uh, with their dog or their cat? Or, you know, do they have an issue that's coming coming forward with their kids that they got to take care of and go to the doctors? Yeah, so they just miss um, voting that day. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think almost everyone believes that nationally, John, in any of these states where you have early voting, the Republicans have to take better advantage of it. Remember, years ago, even when we think about absentee voting, years ago, when you first got into politics, when you were first involved in it, Republicans used to dominate the absentee vote. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would come in for them all the time. Mm-hmm. They did better. So no matter where you're running, you, have to, you, you can't just, once the rules are set, whatever they are, you have to work within those rules and turn out your voters. Yeah. You know, there are states that the Democrats don't like the rules uh, because of some of the um, changes that the Republicans have made. But they know they have to work within that within that system. Mm -hmm. And the Republicans, not just in Virginia, but nationally, when they think about uh, voting, whatever state that you're running in, the rules set, you know, set the framework. And then you have to operate effectively within those rules. You can't simply complain about them. Yeah. You know, if you're playing basketball, you know, you have a three-point shot. And if you have a team that doesn't take the three-point shot. Right. Okay, well, that's a good analogy. You've you, you, you got to be able to, to uh, execute on that. I had Delegate Tim Anderson on yesterday. And you've you've tracked that right, where he's now says he's yes. not going to run for re-election, and he's thinking about other options. And it sent. And I didn't. I don't even think I solicited this question uh, or answer from him. But he he sounded very pessimistic about the future of Republicans 
just looking at the numbers in the House of Delegates, and then that didn't even get into the state Senate. Are you pessimistic as things stand today for where Republicans wind up after this huge election that's coming up in November with all 100 seats in the House and all 40 seats in the Senate? Up? Yeah, at, at the moment, I think that the House is, um, you know, the Democrats certainly have a chance to retake the House. There's, mm-hmm. no, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. I wouldn't be totally um, optimistic or pessimistic, depending on you know what what you're saying about that, because I think what's going to happen is that it's going to come down to a, a set of key races, both in the House and in the Senate. Um, I think the races in um, you know Hampton Roads, Richmond Metropolitan Area, are, are going to be crucially important um, in both of those uh, you know in both of those places. Certainly the redistricting that occurred looks like the Democrats start um, in the Senate with about 18 or 19 seats. They start in the House with about 48 seats Mm -hmm. before the toss-up elections come into play. So it's going to be a challenge. Now, let's remember, one thing that's different here is that Virginia, that the Republicans have the governor. Governor Youngkin is going to raise money. Republicans have been at a tremendous financial disadvantage to the Democrats in the last few General Assembly election cycles. Let's see if Governor Yunkin can do better. Ooh. And here's the other challenge for Governor Yunkin okay. um, that I see. You know, Governor Yunkin, if you look at his polling, is pretty popular. However, the Democrats seem to have no fear of the guy, John. They don't. You know, they do whatever they want. They reject anything that he puts up that they don't like. They don't seem to have any fear of him whatsoever can he show them in the election that that lack of fear is misguided right because there are consequences for crossing this popular dynamic young good-looking guy with 500 million in the back so far he has not shown them that there are any consequences for that well well, compare this to george allen you know he had he had democratic legislators they voted to eliminate parole welfare reform education reform they went along with a lot of things that he he put forward, yeah. you know, they rejected some. They there's, had a lot of controversy. There's something kind of missing done. there. Well, Doctor Bob, I really appreciate it. I got to run, but I, I'm so thankful always to talk to you, Doctor Bob Holsworth from Decide Smart. Hey, Thank you. You have a good weekend, John. You too.